the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A show dedicated to getting you to retirement. It's an odd claim, but I think that's really what we're we're all in this kind of together at this point in time. Um, Good economy, bad economies, good stock markets, bad stock markets. Generally speaking, stock markets are pretty good, all things considered. I like talking, investing in trends, whether it be technology, augmented reality, Bitcoin, digital currencies, video games, where two-thirds of all Americans play video games. It's like, how did that happen? How video game industry is a bigger industry than the movie industry. Those are the kind of the rules of the show. Big tech had a great quarter in the second quarter of 2021. Year to date, the stocks are rocking and rolling. Whether you're looking at the revenues and or the earnings and or the stock price. Apple had revenue that was up 36% year over year. Microsoft had year over year revenue up 21%. Just impressive numbers. Tesla up 98%. Facebook up 56%. Big tech's leading away in such a serious manner that we are going to have to start really, really questioning another time. And this may be the big no-duh moment of the show already, whether or not they're anti-competitive. As Netflix has gotten bigger and bigger, are they taking business away from any potential startup? That's kind of a question, right? Um, Same thing with Apple. Same thing with Facebook, particularly Facebook. Would we be fragmenting our time in spending more money with various services? Or are the, their businesses so big that they're, they're cutting down competition's even desire to compete? If you take a look at a big movie industry, do they think they have what it takes to ever become a streaming giant? Because they look at Netflix, and do they get discouraged? Mark Zuckerberg threw down something last week that it kind of got turned into a meme. It kind of got poked fun at. Um, Zuckerberg talked about the metaverse. The metaverse is almost impossible for me to explain, but I'm going to try. Zuckerberg said, in the coming years, I expect people will transition from seeing us primarily as a social media company to seeing us as a metaverse company. And the internet basically broke on that story. You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. Facebook announced it was forming a metaverse product group to bring Zuck's vision from science fiction to reality. 
if you've ever seen the movie Ready Player One, you'll get an idea of what a metaverse could be. If you've ever seen, um, I don't know, what's another good metaverse movie? I want to be careful of these comparisons. Let me, let me talk about it for just a second, then we'll get back to another potential maybe dark comparison. So Facebook has a division now tied towards the metaverse. They've got 700 open jobs right now tied towards working in the metaverse. Not even the guy who popularized the word metaverse can really explain it terribly well. It's a successor state to the mobile internet. Things will happen live just as they do in real life. You can't pause or rewind anything. The metaverse will be fully functioning economy. So you can buy, sell, and invest in things you could in the physical world, like a virtual apartment. It will have unprecedented interoperality, meaning you can bring your virtual self and your assets to every experience without compatibility issues. So if you bought a skin, a character model in Fortnite, say the Recon Ranger, you would be able to wear that Recon Ranger outfit inside your metaverse. The first time the word metaverse showed up in science fiction was in a book called Snow Crash. It was built upon by other science fiction thinkers like Ernest Cline, who depicted a version of the metaverse in his book Ready Player One. It can allow a very poor person in the slums to be a race car driver in Europe. If you've played games like Fortnite or Roblox or Animal Crossing, you start getting the idea of what hanging out in a video game is like. Over the weekend, I fired up a Call of Duty and uh, played three games because that's all I ever play. <laughs> three games and I'm done. I was surprised at how much trash talking there was in the game. Just to the point of it, it's getting to the epic level of it was actually kind of entertaining. So for a check and I ch- for a couple of minutes, three games, I checked out of my world and I checked into the metaverse of Call of Duty. Where basically it was a lot of, it was all boys. <laughs> I mean, there was no, I don't, I heard no trash talking from women. And I kind of got to go into the world of like trash talk and like, uh, it was social. So it was part of a metaverse in theory, not 24 7, 365 like Zuckerberg wants. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said this week that his company was building the enterprise metaverse in reference to the company's cloud computing services. So the word metaverse is quickly turning into a thing um, that CEOs want to be tied towards. Some critics say that while the metaverse idea sounds cool, it will not be the logical next step in the evolution of social media. So is Zuckerberg spending a heck ton of a lot of money? I know someone who writes software for augmented reality for Facebook. Um And I can tell you that wearing Zuckerberg's um, 3D headset, virtual reality headset, Oculus Rift, is part of the concept of when you put that on, you're instantly in your Facebook account and you can see your friends over in a corner clamoring to give you a message. The software is kind of cool, but I don't know if it's game changing, but I'm leaving open the door that is. The metaverse won't magically appear one day. It does not come into existence. It'll take decades long, involve thousands of companies building the hardware, the content, the currencies. 
But Facebook wants to conquer the internet. They want to claim, you know, a, a piece of the, the table, a seat at the table in the metaverse. And again, the best way of, of really getting a good concept um, would be to watch Ready Player One, where kind of the maker of the internet, and they're making a sequel, Ready Player Two. Um, they're making a sequel that will have a little bit of it, but um, we're going to have to kind of be patient on this one and tell you that Epic is doing a great job. Facebook is spending an enormous amount of money without showing us very much. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. So I guess the idea of the metaverse you've seen in a couple movies, I want to wrap up that idea real quickly. And say you've seen it probably in Ready Player One, not the biggest Steven Spielberg movie, but a big movie nonetheless. But maybe you've also seen um, Keanu Reeves in some of his breakout films, his action films, his sci-fi stuff. Uh, when he played Neo in the sci-fi trilogy, the, the Matrix, where you saw, how does he have these superpowers? In real life, he was just a... I don't think I'm giving anything away, but he was a vegetable. Um, that's the idea. So staying with Facebook and their desire to have a metaverse, Facebook spent more than $25 million last year on CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He collected a salary of only a dollar. And you're like, oh, he only paid himself a dollar. Well, that's fair to get $24 million, $25 million of security. Um. The combined security for the 10 other top executives, including Sheryl Sandberg, was $23.3 million. So it's egregious. And you have to think about it. Like, you see the guy on a surfboard, you know, terrorists kind of score big points if they took down Zuckerberg, right? Uh, I'm not suggesting that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying this is one of the reasons why you don't see CEOs getting picked off is that they, they do spend money on security. Um. The thing that ticks me off in the story is that it balances the story in some way, shape, or form, where it says Facebook spent $25 million on CEO Mark Zuckerberg in 2020. He collected a salary of only a dollar. But you don't think that he lived off a dollar. With all the stock options that he gets, on top of things like low-cost loans, where they're willing to give him hundreds of millions of dollars at 1% to 2%, and all he has to do is go out and beat that um, don't cry for any CEO who's taken only a dollar because it's not like they're getting paid only a dollar. Just throwing it down there for you. Let's keep talking big picture concepts because this is a story about getting into retirement. And the first one that I brought up was the metaverse only because Facebook has 10,000 plus employees working on augmented reality and the idea of when you sit down, you can put on a virtual camera and see your mom in the room with you. Now, you're, you're like, hey, mom, you're looking, looking good. You've been working out. She may have hit a feature on her metaverse to make her look skinnier. You're like, show me the real you, mom. 
and she'll hit a filter and then you see, oh, your mom, you're gaining weight. You need to see the doctor. And she can have doctor's appointments in the virtual reality just there as well. Um, I saw a really creepy story in the San Francisco Chronicle last week. And I don't usually read the Chronicle, but it was one that was pushed to me. And it was about a guy who had lost his girlfriend eight years ago. And he had programmed her into a chat bot. The chat bot project was public knowledge. People were sharing ideas on how to program chat bots to have more personality. They did a chat bot that was just like Mr. Spock. So you feed it a couple lines from the Star, Star Trek TV show. Uh, Jim, that's illogical. Logic is passion uh, does not exist. So then the chat bot will eventually go, um, I go, hey, chat bot, I'd like uh, 400 pounds of chicken wings sent to my house. And it would look and say, okay, you probably only meant four pounds. So it would say, Robert, that is illogical. I am a Vulcan. You cannot possibly eat that many chicken wings. So to use a little AI plus a little bit of the nuanced, but a guy programmed his fiance who had died from like a bone disease and she didn't know she was dead. So he would chat to her like, Hey, how are you doing, Melissa? Well, I'm doing fine today, Jim. What's your day look like? It looks like it's sunny today in Idaho. They had lived in Idaho or something like that. And the chat bot can look at the weather and it kind of got kind of creepy. And he was like, hey, Melissa, you know, you're dead. And she goes, that does not make sense. I've just taken a break from doing things recently. And there's a great TV show on Netflix called Dark Mirror or Black Mirror. Excuse me. I like Dark Mirror more. But um, they had the same exact episode and someone's actually gone out and done it. I don't know. The future is what the future is, but... The idea of programming my father and just say we used all 10,000 of his emails into a chat bot. I don't know if we want that, but it's pretty – the consequences could be pretty heavy, stopping people from grieving, stopping people from moving on. Robinhood came public this week. Now, Robinhood has been around for a long time. How long has Robinhood been around? Well, not the app. The app has just revolutionized stock trading with meme investing. It stumbled in its IPO. But if you go back to the 15th century, the earliest surviving text of Robin Hood, Ballad, is called Robin Hood and the Monk. 15th century to 21st century. That's how long this imagery has been around, right? In 1819, Sir Walter Scott's Ivanhoe established the modern legend of Robin of Loxley. In 1988... Influential nonprofit company called Robinhood is started by hedge fund manager Paul Tudor Jones to fight poverty in New York City. In 2010, we got Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott teaming up for a horrible movie version of Robinhood. Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe did a great job with Rome and Gladiator. They did a horrible job with Robinhood. And in 2021, the Robinhood app is out alive and well, but underperforming in its IPO performance. So a hot new gadget to think about. You've seen electric cars. We've seen our first concept electric plane, which we've seen go up in the air and come back down. And that's kind of cool. Except for, are you going to trust it over an ocean? I don't know about that one. But there's a new type of vehicle that's kind of chic 
and all the rage. It's called the Arc One. It's an all-electric, 475-horsepower pleasure craft. <clears throat> it's a boat. And the company just came out of stealth mode to show the world. It's going to cost a mind-boggling $300,000 for a 24-foot length, 40-mile-per-hour top speed, three to five hours of usage, 200-kilowatt battery. It's a big old battery. Um, it's two times the size of Tesla's largest. And we just saw Tesla's one of the Tesla batteries catch fire for four days. Firefighters were on the scene for four days to put it out. So we have a new e-arc, which is good if you're into the whole Noah biblical story. In theory, you wouldn't need fuel to power things like power, electricity, showers, navigation, TVs. The e-arc has come. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Now back to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Very soon, we're going to change the name of this show to Rob Black and Your Money. Um, As I'm kind of transitioning into this time slot. Sweet. To give you more content um, about retirement issues. Hopefully, I do a good enough job. I dedicate myself to trying to find solid content for you. Jungle Cruise, Disney. Was never, I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. It's that still shocks people. It still shocks me to say it out loud. Um, big movie this weekend. I almost watched it with the kids. They didn't have any interest because they've met, never been to Disneyland, Disney World. Um, I would watch anything with a rock in it because it's going to be bad. You know, it's going to be bad, but it's only going to be so bad. Emily Blunt is super talented. Um, then I was going to be doing research for work where I was talking about streaming versus movie theaters and how Scarlett Johansson sued Disney last week because Black Widow was was rolled out on Disney Plus and she got a lot of bonuses as if it was rolled out at movie theaters. They called her, they didn't call her a dirty name, but it sounded like it. The said, how, how dare she be so greedy during COVID? And, well, you signed a contract that said you were going to release it into 2000 cinemas, then you didn't do it. So I get it. But Disney's Jungle Cruise opened with a $34.2 million domestic call. It garnered $30 million on digital sales on Disney+. Plus. Jungle Cruise sailed to a better-than-expected opening, despite concerns that a surge in the Delta variant... And for the record, the Delta variant is not going terribly well. And uh, there's new research saying, please, UK, don't open up because then everyone's going to be going to London to take a vacation. And with everyone in the world going to London, you're going to get so many different types of variants that we're still in this boat in years to come. You're seeing parties of 24 people, headlines, 24 family members get together to celebrate grandfather's 70th birthday. They've all been vaccinated. Don't worry. This can't possibly go wrong. And 17 of them get COVID. 
Now, none of them get sick enough to die. But apparently you can get COVID a second time or the Delta variant on top of the original variant. I don't like where this is going. I'm not a scientist, so this is as far as I should take that. Other than to say from the financial scientist, the financial scientist is the dismal scientist. The economist uh, doesn't like this kind of story. 85% of North American theaters were open to the public. The most since March 2020. Globally, some markets continue to experience capacity limits and surging COVID cases have kept many away from crowded movie theaters. My spouse wants a 100-inch TV because she doesn't want to go to the movie theaters ever. Just because she doesn't. Now she's learned like 100-inch TV is going to cost you 1000 bucks. That's taking your family to the movies 12 times. In, in her head, that's the... And I'm like, we don't even have a wall that's 90 inches wide. <laughs> like, where are you going to put it? it? Better be one of those bendable televisions, right? So in pre-pandemic times, in preozoic times, and like, this is, sounds so weird that we're saying that the film's box office opening would be considered a troubled start if it had just pulled in 68 million globally, because we used to say $200 million budget movies need to pull in $200 million on their first weekend. But that's not the case right now. So Jungle Cruise is a pandemic success story. It is not a pre-pandemic success story. Thank you, Tarzan. Isn't it always interesting? Um, you get one role in your life and you're like, Tarzan. You're never able to break out of it because you're always known as, weren't you that Olympic swimmer who had a great body and could do that Tarzan thing? And then for the next 40, 50 years of your life, you have to be that Tarzan guy. So people come to your house for a barbecue and they're like, do that Tarzan yell. That would suck. It's like me and Rob Black when people come to your house like, hey, give me a stock pick. I'm like, No. Disney's decision to release Cruella, Black Widow, and Jungle Cruise with that stream on Disney Plus for $30, as well as releasing in the movie theaters, is it's shown another business model. It's shown that in the future, Disney will probably keep that business model, but maybe not with A-list Hollywood premieres. Maybe they'll come out with Jungle Cruise 2, Rob Goes Down the River, which doesn't have Dwayne the Rock. But they can release it in movie theaters for those who want, but also on Disney Plus for $30 plus. And then wait for the next big film from Pixar to release in movie theaters. It can open the door to a lot of content is what I'm trying to get at. I know you're saying Rob Black on the River Cruise. That sounds highly intriguing. Yes, on my River Cruise, and it'll be a Disney attraction one day, it'll be a log floating around in a... A river of, of, well, how shall we say, urine. I think I think all water attractions are filled with urine. That's Rob Black's thought on theme parks. Hey, Rob, you want to go to the theme park and ride a lazy river? You mean of urine? No thanks. <laughs> so Black Widow had the biggest opening of any film released during the pandemic. It's clear that streaming release is eating box office profits. Um, Jungle Cruise is going to have a similar fate. But it is interesting to see that down the road, this will probably cause Disney to get excited for more content. Um, Think of the Game of Thrones universe on HBO Max, right? We know that there was time when there was lots of dragons, and we watched this whole 
Game of Thrones for seven seasons with very little payoff. But we've been told about the war in the West and the, the bankers. Everyone in Westeros and how they have all these different kingdoms, the kingdoms of slaves, the kingdom of eunuchs, the kingdom of dragon lovers, the kingdom of dragon haters. So a lot more content is going to be created by the major media studios. So get used to like more Star Wars, more Pixar, anything that's a massive success. They'll, they'll bleed it as best they can. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you ever want to record an audio message and send it to me, I have a new website, Rob Black Show. When you go there, just hit the contact, attach the audio to it, and wham, bam, we will be chatting very, very soon. Awesome. Awesome. NASDAQ's up 13.8% for the year. The S&P 500 up 17% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 14% for the year. Bitcoin at one point three weeks ago was up 8% for the year. Now it's up 36% for the year as it's rebounded back to the 39,000 level from 30,000. Mario and his Dogecoins and Luigi are doing quite well this year. 10-year treasury sits at 1.23%, which is very, very um, – that's not good. Three major stock markets head into August with an impressive year-to-date gains under their belts. Companies like Sherwin-Williams – outpaced everyone on wall street last week materials are doing quite well in large part we're talking about an infrastructure project coming out of the senate um trying to push it through ultimately it's not going to get a lot of republican votes if any at all maybe there won't be compromises if they've tried to compromise but it looks like another trillion dollars but that's going to be over 10 years and it'll likely be paid for with taxes. So instantly we'll go, ooh, trillion dollar spending, that's good. But in the coming months, we'll go, oh, wait, we're going to raise the capital gains. We don't know that. We're going to raise the income now. We don't know that. What are we going to raise? Corporate tax? We don't know that. So it's going to bring some questions on where we're going to pay for that at. Vaccination rates in the United States have increased over the past three weeks in the least vaccinated states as people are starting to say, wow, a lot of people are getting hospitalized. Maybe I should go get my shot. Florida currently has more people hospitalized for COVID than at any point during the pandemic previous. So any of your friends who are on Facebook bragging about how Florida got it right, Florida didn't get it right. It just waited to get Florida when their fists were down, their hands were down. Companies that enjoyed the surge in sales during the worst of the pandemic last year are confronting a new era of more socializing with people, less socializing with imaginary paper towel friends. People are getting out more and doing things like shopping. Companies that were really good at curbside order now have to get good at curbside order plus real people in the stores again. It's a real big issue on how companies that did well still need to bastardize that model now just like we were just talking about with Cruella and Disney Plus um, life after will be we're not all going back to work we're probably looking at a four day work day, work week in the United States because of the pandemic we've talked about it for years it sounds great but it, it looks probably more like a reality for many industries Pinterest stock was down 18% on Friday. They had a 5% decline in global users last quarter. What? 
people are spending more time with friends, less time on the internet. So real life example. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Walmart and Disney, two of the country's largest private employers, announced COVID-19 vaccine requirements for all their staff. Others have included Lyft, Uber, Twitter, The Washington Post, Morgan Stanley, Delta and United Airlines, Goldman Sachs, Facebook, BlackRock, Sachs Fifth Avenue, Netflix. There will be lawsuits. We'll see how that goes in the coming months and weeks. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. This is New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Big Tech had an amazing week last week in their earnings. Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, Netflix. In the second quarter of 2021, excuse me. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. Yes. One thing I don't like about doing radio in the morning is the takes me a little bit more time. I've been up since four and I still haven't kicked all this stuff out. I'm not a big coffee or tea guy. I know that would help. Um, But yeah, Big Tech is just having a – it's mind-blowing. I was talking with a friend this weekend. We're talking about earnings season and how – I'm using dumb things like spectacular, spectacular to tell you how good the earnings were. And even companies like Facebook, which got beat up after their earnings, it was a spectacular quarter. There's, There's no doubt about it. Facebook made the mistake of saying we're not going to have as spectacular of a quarter in the back half of 2021. And that begs the question of why, because in the back half of 2021, you get back to school. And I'm not talking about the Korean pop band. Dynamite. That's the only song I know. Um, I'm not talking about back. To, I'm talking about. Kids going back to school and this this should be a good year going back to school spending because our kids are in theory really going back to school. They don't get to sleep in. They don't get to do Zoom calls in their pajamas. None of that kind of stuff. They actually have to put on some new jeans and some new sneakers, a new backpack and go to school. It is interesting that Delta will be hitting peaks in the United States in August. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that somehow we're able to steer that boat into landing and get kids to school because for a lot of Americans, if you can't get kids to school, you can't go to your job. And that basically means you need daycare and nanny care situations like that. If you want to go to work, a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people stayed at home. We've had a weird economic reopening and I'll give you a great example. Um, my favorite restaurant is reopened, but they've not reopened on Mondays and Tuesdays because they don't have enough staff. It's still a tip-heavy industry, so they want people being tipped and accruing some of the revenue that way. Um, when you go now, you tend to see a lot more Caucasian teenagers or affluent teenagers doing the jobs. That used to be people who, that was their their family money. That was their 
25 year old versus a 16 year old kind of job. But if they have to get daycare, they're choosing not to do it because it's almost a push. Now, again, that's a very broad statement, but that's out there on the, the Delta variant reopening. Reopening is not going terribly smooth. And again, Facebook has back to school and also Christmas in the back half of the year. So their spending budgets should see increases, right? Unfortunately, with Facebook, you never know how much they're going to be spending on infrastructure, on projects in-house that they're going to release later. That is a company that takes very seriously their lead position, not wanting to ever give it up. Even though you've seen companies like Amazon say, one day our company will go out of business. Somebody will do us better. I don't know if that's possible. Probably for the first time, and I, I think this is worth noting, probably for the first time in my radio career, I'm not calling for break off, up of Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook. I'm starting to see it as it's going to become inevitable with how much money they're sucking in. So when Apple gets us to spend money on Apple TV because we're spending money on an Apple phone because we're also spending money on Apple Fitness and they give us these bundlings, they're probably stopping other competitors from coming up with a good TV program, a good fitness program. Maybe a, for the first time, their numbers were that scary. And I know you're saying, no, duh, Rob, it took you that long to figure it out. No, no. Here's the beauty of it is I own most of those names. And you should always consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Since I own most of those names, a breakup would probably make me even more money. Because YouTube's a great example. YouTube is going to be a trillion-dollar company on its own, just like Google is a trillion-dollar company. Between the two of them, it's going to be a two-trillion-dollar company. YouTube during the pandemic, YouTube's search engine is one of the best in the industry. And you still get served up with advertisements. So <clears throat> search is important. And Google has it with Google. But they also have it with YouTube. Really, really well-positioned company if they were able to spin it off. It would be quite impressive because when did they buy YouTube for $2 billion, $3 billion? And it's going to be worth a trillion dollars sooner than later on a standalone and I think it would get that almost instantly if they didn't have to compete with themselves and bundling. Oh, for the record, um, YouTube TV, which is owned by Google, was one of the fastest growing apps in the country, subscription apps, jumping from 100 million to 120 million users. And on top of it, I just got an email from them, which I love the service because I could use it at my home in the on the peninsula. I could use it in my new home in Marin. I could use it in my vacation home. Um, of which I have to sell one of these homes. I don't think I'm that kind of guy that collects homes like I collect women <laughs> and trophies. Wait, wait, you collect women? That's creepy. Are they in your basement? No, they're not. It's a joke. Um, but the YouTube service, they're going to add an extra 20 bucks a year to the idea of if you want to pay for um, high definition. So 4K is going to be different than standard. I'm like, no! They're acting just like a cable company. Didn't we used to hate cable companies because they kind of had a monopoly on television in our homes? Go! And now the streaming companies are acting like cable companies. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.